Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. We're so glad to be with you today right here on WMAF. We pray it is well with you, but I want you to know even if you're going through a crisis in your life, a time of great pressure and problems and trouble in your life, I want you to know that God loves you today. I want you to know if you don't know Him, that He cares about you. He gave His Son to save you. Jesus gave Himself on the cross that you might be forgiven and you might be reconciled unto God. And when God becomes your heavenly Father, not just your judge or your 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 uh, uh, chastiser, but He becomes your heavenly Father, then you have His promise of His watch care over your life. And when you have that watch care, all things, and I'm talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly, all things work together for your good and His glory. Hallelujah. Uh, Because we love Him. We love Him, and we are the called according to His purpose. Praise God. He's able to take all of the, all of the events that occur, uh, living in a faulty body in a fallen world, and weave them into His eternal purpose for good and His glory for your life and mine. Praise God. If I didn't know that, I would have, I would have fainted. I would have been crushed by so many incidents in life. The longer I live, the more opportunity I have to experience the heartache and heartbreak of living in a fallen world, losing loved ones, uh, having all kinds of circumstances occur. But I'm so glad to know that His grace is sufficient today. Hallelujah. And it's sufficient for you. So we just pray that you will stay tuned today. And if you're a Christian today, that you will be prayerfully uh, prayerfully committed uh, to receiving instruction from the Word of God today. You know, when we soften our heart, we become like clay in the master's hands and he's able to work a work within us and through us and for us that we could never achieve uh, within ourselves today god loves you today and we love you today and we're so glad to be part of the broadcast family i say it almost every time and hope you never get tired of hearing it because we never get tired of uh, of communicating that true sentiment of our heart we're glad to be part of the broadcast family family right here on WMAF, and we are so glad that you are part of the listening family today. If you'd like to come to our website, you're welcome to just type in THCOG, THCOG, that stands for The Holy Church of God, right here in Tampa, Florida, where this broadcast originates. We're an affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God International in good standing since 1974. Now, having said that, if you'll turn with your Bible, in your Bible today, or mark it down, Revelation chapter 15, we're going to be reading from verse 2 through 4, Revelation chapter 15, on the subject, the Song of Moses, the Song of the Lamb. Praise God. These songs of victory, uh, we can begin to sing them now uh, because we have the same 
promise of sufficient grace and God's delivering power and His peace that passes understanding and His presence with us no matter what we face in life as these who are singing it uh, in this circumstance that they have come through. And, and I want you to know what this represents today because it's not just something that applies uh, to those people who received Christ uh, during the tribulation period, those people who have refused the mark of the beast and, and can absolutely double down on their commitment to follow Christ even if it cost them their life. They had something from God that every one of us need today to face. We're not facing anything like they have faced and overcome. Therefore, if God could bring them through what they faced and cause them to sing songs of overcoming victory, giving glory to God for His deliverance. Friend of mine, we can face whatever we're facing today <laughs> and say with Paul of old, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. All right, if you, if you have your Bibles, let's read it together. Revelation 15, verse 2, 3 and four on the subject the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. It says, And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass having the harps of God, and they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy, and all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. I want to make this statement about what we just read. The Christian singing these particular songs of victory here in Revelation 15 have overcome Satan at his worst. He has come down to the earth. He is manifesting through the beast, the Antichrist, he has established a world system that is totally under his influence and under his control. He has established a zero-tolerance system to destroy all who oppose him, to destroy Christians in particular. You refuse the mark of the beast, you lose your head. End of story. They overcame, number one, as we have stated, the beast. Satan himself manifesting through the Antichrist. This will be a time of Satan worship and the deification of man instead of God. In Revelation 13, verse 1 through 4, it says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, his feet were like a bear, his mouth like the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. 
And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded unto death, and the deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon which gave power to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, and who is able to make war with him? Now this powerful, powerful entity uh, with all of this control uh, to persecute and to try to wear down, as the Scripture says in Revelation, to wear out and to wear down the saints of the Most High, those who have come to Jesus Christ during the tribulation period. Will people be saved during the tribulation period? Yes, they will. But the people who come to Christ during that period will have to be absolutely willing to lay down their life in order to acknowledge and follow Jesus Christ. They overcame the beast and they overcame his image a false religious system headed by the false prophet and a, a, a world church. Listen to Revelation thirteen eleven through 15. And I beheld another beast come up out of the earth, and, and he had two horns like a lamb and spake as a dragon. See, you can always see the, the Satan himself uh, behind the scenes orchestrating every uh, every event and every circumstance and every person and every every kingdom of the of this fallen world. He spake as a dragon, and he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. See, this is mimicking Elijah's miracle of confirmation that, that Jehovah is the true and living God on top of, of the mountain. And, and here we see this, this evil one, this false prophet that is mimicking the very miracles that confirm truth. Only these miracles are to confirm a lie. And verse 14 said, And deceiveth them which dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying unto them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. They overcame the, the Antichrist. They overcame the, the Babylonian spiritual and, and, and political and financial system, Babylon. They overcame all of this that Satan had put in place through his men and his methods and his, his, his uh, great influential power that now he controls over mankind. They also overcame his mark a world monetary system that demands allegiance to the beast in order to buy or sell. Revelation 13, verse 15 through 17, And he gave power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image 
of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. A lot of speculation over what this mark shall be, but no speculation at all that you will have to have it and take it if you are going to have any kind of ability to buy or sell. And that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So they overcame this mark and they overcame his number or the number of his name. This will be the apex of humanism, uh, and it will be the ultimate idolatry, uh, the direct deification and worship of man and worship of the devil, really, but, but the deification of man. Verse 18 says, Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six, or six, six, six. Six is generally believed to represent man in the Bible since man was created on the sixth day. These tribulation saints had to face martyrdom in order to overcome. They were so committed to Christ and they were so kept by Christ and they were given such grace sufficient that they were willing to lay down their life for the testimony of Jesus Christ. What a sharp contrast to so many people today who are not even willing to live for Him, let alone die for Him. Listen very carefully. Revelation 20 and verse 4 said, And I saw the thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received the mark upon their foreheads, nor in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Remember what the Scriptures teach us in the New Testament? If we suffer with Him, we are going to reign with Him. There is grace sufficient for whatever we face. And there is, there is strength and power available in and through and by the Holy Spirit. Make no mistake about it. God has not abandoned the earth. Hallelujah. During the tribulation period. Nor has He abandoned His people. God has always had a people. No matter what the circumstances have been and how the enemy has raged against them, God has always had a people. Not long ago, you may remember when 20 uh, 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 Christians uh, in, in Syria uh, were brought down to the Mediterranean seashore in orange uniforms, and they were beheaded. They were beheaded. This is not just some outrageous, unthinkable thing that is so in the far distant future. This is something that is occurring. Martyr, modern day martyrs are here, and martyrdom is occurring right now. 
they didn't show the video of the actual cutting off of each man's head, but they showed each one of those men uh, from Egypt uh, that were Egyptian Christians, uh, and they showed them on their knees, and behind them, each each one of those Christians had a man dressed in black with a long, sharp uh, knife in his hand, ready to slay them and behead them. And one uh, one uh, uh, Egyptian Christian uh, leader who saw the entire video, thank God we didn't see it, how would we get images like that out of our minds? How barbaric and horrific and how hateful and hate-filled is the devil against the cross of Christ because it is the symbol of victory. Make no mistake about it, Jesus on the cross is not a symbol of his defeat. It is the symbol of Satan's defeat. Uh, He was not a victim on that cross. He was a victor on that cross. Hallelujah. Amen. And that victory uh, was theirs. What grace was upon them? How could they sustain and maintain the testimony of Jesus, knowing the awful fate that they faced. I'm telling you, there's grace sufficient for the persecutions. There's grace sufficient for what we do not have within ourselves to stand and be true to Christ today. Oh, friend, if they were willing to die for Him, we here in America should be willing to, at the very least, live for him and not worry about political correctness or or what the culture thinks about us or who may not want to be our friend anymore listen <laughs> listen someone asked me one time said pastor venable if i come to christ will i have to give up all of my ungodly friends and i said no you just come to christ and live for him and they'll give you up you won't have to make that decision listen to me carefully today no matter what you're facing what you're going through the song of moses and the song of the lamb sung by these saints who have come through the tribulation period and they have victory listen no matter if they laid down their life they were not defeated. Praise God. You know, the Bible said to be absent in the New Testament, to be, Paul taught to be absent from the body is not to be dead or in some suspended animation state of our soul. It is not soul sleep. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Listen to me, friend. These these great uh, Christians from Egypt uh, that kept their testimony, this, this Christian leader that saw the entire video, uh, watched it carefully, and and he saw what they were saying, each man, just before the order was given to behead them. They, he was able in the in his own language to see what they were saying, and and they were making a statement, the last breath that they were breathing out before facing physical death for the sake of the gospel. They were saying, "Jesus is 
Lord. Hallelujah. If that isn't victory, I don't know what is. In the seeming helplessness and and to the natural eye hopelessness of their situation, they were declaring their victory in Jesus Christ and that He is Lord. Isn't it amazing the grace that is ours in Jesus Christ. Praise God. And it is amazing the dedication and the commitment that they had. It said when they came, and they were just poor men seeking work in Syria so that they could take care of their families. And they were not killed because they were in some kind of political movement against ISIS or military movement against ISIS. They were killed. And one reason and one reason only for their Christian faith. And when they came to get them from the places where they were sleeping, waiting to work, I suppose, they asked the question, where are the followers of the cross? Where are the followers of the cross? Friend of mine, I want to declare loud and clear today, I'm a follower of the cross because I'm a follower of the one who hung on that cross in order to forgive my sins and save my soul. Hallelujah. I like that great song of victory that says, I bought a debt I couldn't pay. It was growing every day. But Jesus paid it all for me. Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. Ah, dear friend of mine today, Jesus is worth our commitment, our total commitment. He's he's worth laying down our life, literally, if necessary, but he's certainly worth laying down our life spiritually that we might find his life. He's worth this kind of devotion. He's worth this kind of dedication. Praise God. Amen. But now notice their songs of victory. They do not sing of their sacrifice nor their suffering. They do not sing of their hardships nor their persecutions. They do not sing of their great devotion or their determination, but rather God's great grace and deliverance. They sing the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. Both songs tell a story that reveal the source of all victory over all circumstances for all Christians for all time. That's why this relates so directly to you and to me today. Because the victory that can be achieved under those circumstances. You know, I I have a tendency, I don't know about you today, but uh, in my flesh, my natural man, I, I have a tendency to complain. I try my best to catch myself when I'm doing it and and to repent of it and give God thanks in all things. But in my natural self, I have the propensity 
to complain. I'm going to tell you, I, I think you, you probably join me in that today. If, uh, if I'm waiting in a long, long line and the line isn't moving, I find myself grumbling to myself. If I'm in traffic and there's a traffic jam and no one's moving and I'm about to run out of gas and my, my radiator is about to boil over, I have a tendency to grumble. If things don't go my way in a given situation, I have a tendency to grumble. But when I read of the dedication of those who have laid down their life for Jesus, all I want to do is say, Thank you, Lord. And when I quit focusing on myself and I start focusing on Jesus dying for me on the cross, I begin to say, Thank you, Lord. If the radiator boils over, if I run out of gas and they have to push my car over to the side until a wrecker can come and get me, it's okay. It's all right. It's no big deal. Oh, friend, I heard someone say many times, uh, don't sweat the small stuff. Well, what is small stuff to us? Usually, it's really the big stuff that we have magnified above Jesus and above His sacrifice and His love and His grace and His great salvation. And in light of the cross, when I'm able to focus on Christ dying for me on the cross, it's all small stuff. The biggest and worst events and occurrences begin to be minimized <laughs> when the cross is maximized in my view and in my focus. Praise God. That's why Paul said, if I'm going to glory, if I'm going to boast, just like these saints right here, if I'm going to boast about anything, he said, I'm going to glory in the cross of Jesus Christ, whereby I am crucified unto this world, and this world is crucified unto me. Friend of mine, I want to suggest to you today that the Song of Moses, and we're going to study this next week, God willing and Jesus tarrying. The Song of Moses is a song, the first in recorded biblical history, 1,200 years before John's revelations. A song of joy and victory that celebrates and proclaims that God is faithful to deliver His people no matter what the circumstances if they trust Him. Oh, you say, Pastor, but didn't those 20 Egyptian Christians, didn't they, these, these Coptic Christians, didn't they lay down their life for Christ? They were not delivered from that. Ah, oh, friend, but they were delivered through that. You can't tell me that they didn't have victory facing that very moment, that horrible, horrifying, horrific moment, and declaring each one without exception, Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. There's no defeat in that. There's no real fear in that. There's, there's peace and power to be able to make that statement looking at that, that fate 
of, of, well, I'm going to get fate out of it. God was with them, and if God hadn't willed it, they couldn't have done it. And if God willed it, He gave them the grace to be a living testimony. And you know what's happening right now? Someone listening to this radio broadcast, just like me, just like you who are listening, are giving in too much to the tendency to grumble and complain about our state instead of thanking God, giving Him glory. Somebody listening to this audience today needs to cry out in the midst of your trouble and tumult through faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Jesus is Lord. He's Lord over my life. He's Lord over my circumstances. He's Lord over the enemy that wants to hurt and harm me. He is Lord to the glory of God. And if I lived through it, it's because He's Lord and brought me through. And if I give my life for His testimony. He's Lord over my life, and there's grace sufficient, and there's victory in Jesus Christ no matter what today. Praise God. I believe we need to be a grateful, thankful, God-declaring, God-praising people no matter what the circumstances are in our lives. And friend, if you don't know Jesus today, you don't have that promise of His presence. You don't have that promise of His peace. You don't have that grace sufficient to face every disappointment and discouragement that there is in life. But you can not only have all of that, you can have eternal life. To live with God age without end, if you will come to Christ and confess your sins today and accept Him as your Savior. And I pray that you will do that right now in these closing moments of this broadcast. If you're a Christian today and you've been cast down and you're complaining and you feel like somehow you've been singled out for trouble, give Him praise. Declare Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. And come back next week. And let's talk about Jesus.